Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. And good morning, it's Annie for Showreel, our look at uh, the Australian film industry. And before we do move on to that, some important uh, SMSs from the previous program that didn't make it but uh, deserve to be read. Uh, someone, it's of course about uh, the uh, vigil on Parliament steps for public housing. Uh, and one of the um, SMSs uh, for all those people out there who are wondering how the people fared with the rain. God bless Victor when he blessed us with tarpaulins at 2am on Tuesday to protect the banner holders from the downpour of rain. You are an angel. Pat, give him another opportunity to comment, please. Margaret for Buindri. Um Hi to all those faithful working to teach the public about public housing. That's DK. So, yes, good on you guys. Of course, uh, the uh, elections are coming uh, on 24th of uh, November, Saturday. Remember public housing when you vote. Uh, what we're going to do today for... Uh, showreel is uh, go back to something that I tried to do a couple of weeks ago, which is talk to Paul Harris from the uh, St Kilda Film Festival. And uh, uh, they've changed their date. They're going from the 21st to the 30th of June in 2009. And they've also just announced that uh, the entries are now open for the 36th St Kilda Film Festival. The uh, St Kilda Film Festival, uh, which is... Proudly presented and produced by the City of Port Phillip, will screen Australia's top short films with a prize pool totalling over $50,000 worth of cash and in-kind craft awards, including a $10,000 prize for best short film. Now, it's accredited by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The festival is an Academy Awards qualifying event with award-winning films from St Kilda Film Festival eligible for consideration in the Oscars, Short Film and Documentary Short Subject Awards, uh, <clears throat> which is, you know, not a bad thing. And filmmakers under 21 are also invited to enter their work in the 2019 Under the Radar competition, an initiative of the City of Port Phillips Youth Services Division with six successful entry screening as part of the St Kilda Film Festival. Under the Radar provides an opportunity for young filmmakers to show their work in an internationally recognised film festival and encourages young filmmakers to pursue their craft. Now, the St Kilda Film Festival will be accepting film submissions via Film Freeway 
that's Film Freeway. Entries into Australia's short film competition cost $36, early bird rate until the 4th of January, and $40 after this date. That's, of course, Australian. Uh, Closing the 22nd of February. And if you want more details, stkildafilmfestival.com.au. But we will now have a listen to my chat with Paul Harris, the film director of the St Kilda Film Festival. It's news that uh, the St Kilda Festival has decided to go from its slot to June, uh, 21st to uh, the 30th of June. What were you all thinking about when you decided that? Well, we wanted to make the festival a proper winter event. It seems to be there is a movie season. People like going when it gets really cold. Uh, look at the success of uh, Miss. And there are other reasons, too, for the change. Quite often, uh, we weren't able to get filmmakers to come along um, uh, involved with other festivals, like, for example, the Cannes Film Festival in May or the Sydney Film Festival, which was on in early June. It was a bit of a bottleneck there. And by um, ex- extending uh, the, the time just a few weeks further, it, it creates a bit of space. And you're not going to get that situation where occasionally you might get a really summer day, a summery kind of sunny day, and uh, people might be thinking to themselves, well, how many more of these are we going to get before we head into winter? So let's go off and take the dogs for a walk or, or have a coffee. So there's no excuse not coming to St Kilda Film Festival now. <laughs> but it is uh, always um Well, it's hard to find a position in the calendar. It's it's always a risk, and you don't know what you're going to be up against. There are so many festivals now on, on the calendar, all struggling for um, oxygen, and uh, we just thought it might make it easier for everybody if we, if we took a deep breath and uh, just took a few weeks uh, further down the track. Have you had good response? Yes, it's been very positive. And certainly filmmakers are happy because it gives them a bit of extra time to complete their films. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, can you, uh, as you've mentioned, that uh, the film festival actually has been going on for quite a long time now, uh, but when it first began, it was uh, actually uh, not surrounded by thousands of other competitors. No, and also being a short film festival, uh, there weren't that many avenues for filmmakers to show their masterpieces. And if you've got a great movie sitting on a shelf, well, it's really only comes alive when you get to show it to uh, appreciative audiences. So that was the thinking behind holding the festival in the first place, because in those days there were many films, many of them were, were getting government funding, many of them were um, being produced by people in film schools. The difference now, of course, is that everybody's a filmmaker. With digital technology, it's easy to go out and uh, um, make films quite for modest sums of money. But there is still the challenge of, of being having a, an avenue to screen your films in, and St Kilda Film Festival has always risen to the occasion there uh, as Australia's largest short film festival for Australian produced films. The um, it is true that uh, the cost of filmmaking is not as not prohibitive, which it actually was previously. Yeah. Uh, but um, do you get a lot of not very interesting films? Put it. I, I, listen, I don't care what the budget is you shoot a film on. It all always goes back to the concept that you've got to come up with an original idea, something that's going to make you stand out from the crowd. And that's where I think that making short films 
maybe in some ways it's even harder than making a feature film because with a feature film you can you can play around your heart's content, shoot miles of footage and then a skillful editor will kind of make sense out of it. But when you're making a short film, you've got to tell a story that by its very nature is economic and you, you've got to uh, grab audience attention very quickly and, uh, you know, reach a resolution. And it's a very, very particular discipline. It's interesting. I went to see a, a big blockbuster film last night, um, which I'm not allowed to talk about, although shoot me. We're not allowed to talk about it until Thursday. But um, uh, it's full of razzmatazz and uh, it's also, I like magic, but I mean, I like films that have magic and things like that in it. But there was so much razzmatazz that what it struck me was that there was no actual plot and no character development. Uh, Just because you've got lots of money doesn't mean you can make a good film. Well, I've always argued that um, poverty of budget is excusable, poverty of imagination is not. So that uh, when, when, you, when you are making short films and, and you don't have uh, great material assets, you've got to really think on your feet and fly by the seat of your pants. And I think that's where the creativity really comes into it. And uh, it's amazing some of these blockbusters that you're watching and they feel very impersonal and they look like they cost billions. You can, you can bet your bottom dollar that those filmmakers 10 or 15 years ago were making short films. Mm, it's interesting. It's, it's, I mean, it's the only way that you can learn how, how to, to make a film. To make films is to go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly right, and uh, that, that's why it's kind of interesting uh, the uh, how you know for filmmakers having such a film festival like St Kilda Film Festival is so important uh, but also uh, the business side of running a festival it's developed over time and you've made partnerships with other people overseas with, with similar kind yeah, of yeah. ideas well there, there, there's an international community of uh, filmmakers and I think it's the same whether you live in New York or Melbourne or Terra del Fuego and that's to actually you know, come up with an original idea, but then, as I said, uh, you've got to get your films distributed and, and and seen in front of a public. And I think that film festivals provide this avenue. And also, uh, St Kilda, we like to think that we act as a talent incubator, and so that it's a bit like learning to swim and, and taking your first tentative steps in the shallow end. You jump in the water, oh, it's a bit cold, I don't like it. No, no, stay there and start paddling around and experiment with ideas, and you can be as innovative as you like because if you're lucky enough to have a career to develop you'll find that as the budgets increase so does the interference from producers and so does the pressure from uh, uh, distributors uh, and and, and you look back on those early works that you did when you you basically had a total kind of creative freedom and that's the great joy of making short films. Uh, One of the things about the St Kilda Film Festival which I find really uh, um, compelling, I, I really like it, is the practicality, the, how much time and effort you guys put into creating uh, workshops and uh, showcases for people who are actually hands-on filmmakers. I think that's really great. Well, yes, uh, there's an excitement about watching these films. And I, I always like to think that if you're having a successful film festival, it's more than filing in and out of sessions. I think that the workshops and the industry development uh, that we put into the festival are very important for filmmakers of tomorrow and uh, it, it, it's an opportunity that's quite rare because with St Kilda 
we find that each year filmmakers from around Australia attend and uh, it's a chance for people to network and to um, uh, find out uh, more about the the craft that they're involved in and, and, and share common experiences. And also we, we have a lot of people from private industry and, and uh, government film bodies who come along to the festival and it becomes like an information exchange. It, is that what uh, one of the strengths of this film festival is, that it's actually uh, got uh, active audience, you know, people who are really love film, but also yeah, so yeah, I, that interaction? Yeah, yes, t- t- totally. And uh, th- th- apart from the excitement of watching the films, that's also a learning process for the filmmaker who's probably made a short and maybe shown it through a cast and crew screening or to his friends and family. But when you pl- put it out there and you're showing it to an audience who don't know you, then uh, that's when you really find out if you've been successful at what you're doing. You know, that, that audience response is so important. I found it really interesting too. I, I, last year also, uh, I went and saw the program of shorts that came from different Asian countries. Yeah. Uh, they still, uh, I still remember them. They were very, uh, the Japanese one with the people, a little kid going through uh, the uh, robotic people. It, it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, they're, they're- yeah, the, 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 these films are very much, well, Japanese films obviously reflect the contemporary culture, uh, and just as Australian films do. And I think the Japanese audiences that saw some of the Australian short films would pre- probably react in a similar way. And this raises a very important point that I constantly run into filmmakers who, who say, well, listen, I've got the equipment and I've got some actors, but I don't know what story to tell. I always say, well, tell your own story. Tell the, Everybody's got a story that's, uh, that's unique to them just in terms of uh, how you grew up, your, your family background and so on, and, 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 and tell those kind of stories. And, and don't worry whether or not people will like them because you'd be surprised at uh, how exotic uh, they will appear <laughs> to people. That's exactly right. I remember right. one filmmaker, he wanted to make a film and he didn't have any clue uh, what to make a film about. And I said, well, 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 what do you do for a living? And he said, oh, I have a part-time job in a pet shop. Yeah. And he said, that's oh, actually quite quite funny because, uh, you know, we have goths coming in and they want to get, um, you know, uh, food for their, their pet rats. And, um, you know, I do a bit of snake handling. And I said, well, listen, just what you've told me, that sounds so fascinating. And then next year he uh, produced a 15-minute film, which was... A little documentary, and it was one of the highlights of the festival. <laughs> Fantastic. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers, and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. You're on 3CR on Showreel with Annie and uh, we're having a chat with Paul Harris who's the director of the St Kilda Film Festival which has changed its dates to the 21st to the 30th of June for 2019. They've also sent out a, a media release telling everybody who makes shorts films that uh, they're now open for entries. So uh, if you want to be part of the 36th St Kilda Film Festival you can send your entry to 
Film Freeway. And uh, if you want more information, go to stkildafilmfestival.com.au. Now we're going to move on to uh, talk to Paul Harris about his other venture, which is his podcast. Let's move on to uh, Film Buff's podcast and uh, how you've moved on to being a podcaster. What's that experience like? Oh, it's been it's been exciting. It's been traumatic. It's been all sorts of things. Uh, when when you don't have a radio station to work from, you have to uh, you know set up your own um, uh, equipment and so on. And we've been very fortunate that the the Sun Theatre in Yarraville have provided space and uh, even um, uh, staff to help us put the show together. Oh, really? We still do a, a, yeah a show each week, and it, it, it goes out internationally now. Our audience is quite large, but also we don't have time constraints. I'm sure, Annie, you probably have this problem where you might be interviewing somebody in a very interesting conversation. Oh, we've run out of time. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, the, the problems are, I guess, the logistics of it, and there are certain costs associated with uh, uh, getting equipment and also just uh, hiring people like our producer who's employed by The Sun and basically spends a day um, putting the show together and then editing it and then putting it up on iTunes. So we decided to hold a fundraiser um, to defray those costs and we're having a fundraiser on Saturday the 1st of December at 12 noon and this is a, a special event screening of Stan and Ollie which is the film biography of uh, Laurel and Hardy with um, Steve Coogan and John C. Riley, And this is not opening commercially till February of next year, so it's an opportunity for listeners to, to see the film several weeks in advance. But in addition to that, we've got a panel, uh, which comprises myself as the host, but also special guests Sean McAuliffe and Tony Martin. Fantastic. And, and both of the, those personalities are big Laurel and Hardy fans, and we're going to chat about Laurel and Hardy. Uh, and why they're so great. Clips. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, why they're and, so great. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I think everyone will have a lot of fun. What's those, those, two, those two actors in, yeah, in the... Oh, sorry, those two actors in that film, they're such superior actors. A really good choice. Yes, and, uh, uh, they, they just look like they've inhabited the, the, the spirit of Laurel and Hardy. I haven't seen the film yet. I'm dying to see it. No, 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 it's just that um, uh, I, I've seen um, both those people in films that uh, I, I do, they're just superior actors. They're even Oh, yes, totally. Yeah, just extraordinary. Uh, so it, worth well, you seeing. Know, Steve, Steve Coogan started up doing comedy on radio and uh, he became a cult comic through the Alan Partridge character on TV. Who knew that he'd end up winning an Oscar for um, Philomena, which he wrote? Yeah, and that's that's not a comedy by any means. No, amazing. Uh, but also some other things. I mean, there was a film last year. What was the one which they didn't like at all? But I did. I thought um, the one about the boy who uh, rich people with their boy who uh, kills a homeless person. What was it was a taken from a a best selling novel from Holland. What was it called? I can't remember. But anyway. Oh, yes. I know the one you mean. And, and that performance. Yeah, but his performance yeah, in that, yeah, I thought yeah. that was amazing. Other people just said it was awful, but I thought it was amazing. Well, I think any film that promotes discussion um, is worthy of attention. And the fact that, you know, certain people like certain films and certain people don't, 
Um, I say Nigel de Ferrand, say <laughs> <me>. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> um, if we just go back to the uh, podcast, uh, because uh, it's promotion, but I mean, it's all very well to do a podcast, but um, and you say that you've got a, 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 an international audience, which is uh, great. It, it's and you've always been very fascinating on radio. Um, have. Uh, how do people f- uh, get to listen to what you know? Where is it just on iTunes and you look up Film Buffs Forecast? Yeah, if you go to Film Buffs Forecast on iTunes, not only you will see our current program, but 60 uh, back programs. We've been going for over a year now, yep. and so there's a very extensive back catalogue to choose from. And so, is there a, a search capacity for uh, discussions that you might have? Uh, I'm at the moment putting together an index. But if you, if you go to uh, iTunes or go to our blog uh, at, at Film Bus Forecast, on, uh, uh, you, you'll be able to find a, a, a listing of everything we've done. And is it just you or is that a royal we? Not a, is it a royal we? I always talk a... about we because I always think of the people who helped me uh, you know, put the program together. But uh, I guess the buck starts and stops with me. And does, and has it uh, cramps your style at all? You know, uh, is it is it difficult to get people to come and talk to you? Logistically, it's difficult. It's difficult in different ways than it used to be when I was on public radio and and doing the show on Saturdays. You know, quite often, oh, I can't come in for an interview on Saturday. Well, now we record on Friday mornings. Well, I can't come in on Friday morning. So, you know, you try and do pre-records or. Um, you just miss out. But I, I just like to speak to interesting people. It doesn't matter whether they're stars, if they have a story to tell. And, you know, I love talking with filmmakers and, and sharing their experiences on radio. And before I let you go, have you seen any Australian films that uh, you'd crow about this year? Well, I really enjoyed uh, Ladies in Black. I wouldn't make great claims for as being one of the best films of the year. But I think there's something very important about that film, and that is that it's a, a, a crowd-pleasing film that's uh, maybe appealing to audiences that don't normally support Australian films. And it's a very lightweight kind of nostalgic comedy, but at the same time, it deals with some pretty pretty fundamental issues that we're dealing with at the moment in real life, like, for example, uh, immigration. Um, also, uh, I enjoyed the fact, although set in the 1950s, it had a lot to say about uh, uh, repressed males who, who are not very good at expressing their emotions. And also it said a lot about European culture and how it's influenced Australia. And, uh, you know, with the recent uh, uh, killing of... Uh, the, the guy who ran Pellegrini oh, who brought yeah, so much be. just single-handedly to uh, uh, culture here. I, I, I think, uh, you know, it makes me look back at uh, Ladies in Black. So that was one that made a big impression on me. Although I'm not trying to pretend it's a masterpiece. It was just a feel-good film, but it had a bit of meat to it. It's funny you should say that about the man from Pellegrini's. I'd never seen him outside that uh, place. And then the thought that he should be outside and that should happen to him... Seem too much. Yes, yes, I agree. Mm. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Annie, for all your interest. No worries. Well, that was Paul Harris, and condolences to the uh, uh, the man who died and his family of terrible events. Uh, the uh, film we were talking about that I couldn't remember the name of uh, was called The Dinner, and it was a film by Paul Lohman. 
and it's taken from a best-selling novel by Dutch author Herman Koch, which was also <coughs> called The Dinner. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing film. Coming up next, that's all we've got for uh, uh, Showreel today, our look at the Australian film industry on 3CR. Don't forget, if you're in the market for uh, showing your short film at the St Kilda Film Festival, they've uh, opened for entries for the 36th St Kilda Film Festival. Uh, it's going to be shown between the 21st to the 30th of June, a new date. Uh, and uh, you can make your submissions via Film Freeway, uh, the world's number one submission platform, apparently. And uh, the entries cost $36 Australian early bird rate until the 4th of January and $40 Australian after this date. And the closing date is the 22nd of February. You want more information? au. And coming up next is Published or Not. And we're going to go out with... Um, oh, but before we do, I should remind you... For 10 days in November, Defend and Extend's public housing will be campaigning on the steps of Parliament House to make public housing an election issue. Public housing, everybody's business. Join us anytime from Wednesday the 14th of November, that's midday the 14th of November, to Saturday midnight the 24th of November and put the spotlight on public housing this Victorian state election. Use Victoria's stamp duty revenue approximately $6 billion plus per year for public housing. House 1 million Victorians by 2029. Public housing, everybody's business. Join us. Bring tea, bring coffee, bring cakes, bring food, bring your musical instruments and most importantly of all, bring yourself and your sleeping bag. Yeah, remind you of the important things that are going on at this moment at uh, Parliament House on the steps there in Melbourne. Uh, coming up next, as I said, is Published or Not. We're going to go out playing a song called The Precious Jewels Theme from Precious Jewels. Let's see what it sounds like. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.